1: Welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor.
2: For the long haul of a one-year, basically, trek.
1: Yeah. Happy birthday to this podcast. Um, Technically, it's one-year birthday is tomorrow on the 20th. But we post episodes on Thursdays. So this is the one year episode. It's going to be a nice little recap. We're going to tell the whole story of like how it even came about. And we're going to go through like our favorite episodes and like kind of pull some old clips and just like it's going to be a really great, cute, heartfelt episode. Doc Shepard did this. And so I'm like kind of copying him. And I really love the episode. So you're basically getting something of everything in this episode. Like we cover so much. It's a lifestyle podcast. So we have like leadership, health, fitness, like literally everything we talk about because it's, you know, lifestyle. So that's just like a really fancy way of saying I can talk about whatever I want, essentially. And so you're going to get a little bit of everything, which is very exciting. Also, it's kind of crazy. I remember where I was like the day that we posted like the first episode I was paintballing with my program and even like, I mean, not that much has changed friends wise. I don't know. My whole life is a completely different life basically now. So this one year has been a lot of change and a lot of growth for the better, you know?
2: I want to know. So when you first came in and you were in discussion about creating a podcast, did you have any idea, for instance, in your, in your mind when you came in that you would think that it would take so much, not so much dedication, but did you ever think that it would be as much work as, as it is?
1: Yeah. Okay. So before Taylor, I don't actually don't even know if you know this, but I had wanted to start a podcast for probably a year and a half, two years before I actually started one, which is so out of character for me, because if I want to do something, I I'm not someone who's all talk. I'm like the opposite of it. I actually don't talk about things that much and I will just like do it. But I actually had like my old manager was just like really unsupportive of the idea and kind of shut it down for so long. And then I ended up like Well, actually, I ended up dropping that management, but I started the podcast before and I finally was like, I was in New York, I think early last summer or sometime last year. And I was there and I was like, I literally have to do it because I think about it all the time and I just really want to do it. And I have been listening to podcasts for forever, like Sophia Maruso's Girl Boss podcast is what I like at first got me like really into the whole podcast scene.
2: You but- missed the wave of everybody saying, oh, of course, everybody's starting a podcast. So you got in before that.
1: Well, actually, Taylor, the week that I ended up launching my podcast is the week that like five of my friends did too. So if I would have just done it when I wanted to do it, I would have really missed the wave. But like, I feel like it's definitely over the past six months has like really jumped because everything's moving to podcast. So I like did miss it in the grand scheme, but I didn't miss it within like my friends, you know?
2: It's interesting because uh, the audio medium is one of the original mediums and now people are going, oh my God, great, audio, audio, but radio has existed for a while. Now it's more or less about the type of content that's that's discussed and it's, it's essentially like a revamp of audio in, in a sense. Really audio is not new at all by any means, but now it's the content that's talked about and how it's talked is what's I think drawing people back into it
1: now it's like this really big thing but I decided I was going to start one at that time I knew nothing about the podcast world obviously I had been on YouTube for like four or five years at that point so I was aware of like how much work all of this stuff takes so I was kind of like really in over my head especially like being a full-time college student and like all that stuff and whatever but I had actually recorded a ton of episodes my plan was to like pre-record all summer and then launch I think I was gonna do it like in seasons or something I don't remember what I was gonna do but basically just have so many pre-recorded and ready to go and I was doing that but it just was like so difficult and I didn't understand like the business side of it I didn't understand basically I literally didn't understand anything and I don't remember how exactly I ended up finding about out about Dear Media It probably was like the Skinny Confidential or something, but I wasn't like a regular listener at that point. I would just listen to like random episodes if I like knew the guest or whatever. I didn't really know like anything really about Michael or Lauren at that time. Like I was so new to that part of podcasting that I just like didn't know. So I'm assuming I found out from them or something. And I was like, what is that? And I looked it up and I think I like reached out and then Paige responded like really quickly. And then Paige and I had our first meeting at Alfred in Studio City and it was great. And then... I ended up going to, I don't know, I think I had a few meetings here with you guys. You weren't in the meetings at this point because we, you weren't, like, my producer yet. And then I ended up signing. Did I ever tell you the story about, like, my pastor's role in this? That was, like, really wild.
2: No, not actually. I've never heard anything about it.
1: Okay, so how the podcast ended up starting was what I envisioned the podcast to be, like, two years into the podcast. Because I also know the ropes of, like, starting something you can't just expect it to, like, immediately be that um obviously I had like a channel I had like an established following already so it made it like so much easier for me but also like how everything is like we're literally recording in a studio in West Hollywood like our views insane like like producers like production all that like that's what I pictured it to be like a year from now even but it like ended up being that before I even had a show like I fully developed the show with Dear Media but when I got the contract also in just in LA in general. I mean, I guess contracts in general, like you get contracts and sometimes it's like, oh, too good to be true, whatever. And no, I knew I wanted to do it. I was just like, I just like hope that this is actually like what I think it's going to be. And it has ended up being like even better. So uh, we had some like prayer rally or something. And I went like directly after um, a meeting here. And I think I just got on the contract and I was like, I don't know, whatever. So I was basically like, Uh, whatever you believe in like if you're putting out in the world whatever I was just like basically like okay I want confirmation that this is like supposed to be this is where I'm supposed to head and keep in mind none of my leaders no one around me no one knew that I was starting this podcast or even like really looking into it not my directors no one like I said I'm someone who's very like I don't talk about things unless I'm like it's established and I'm doing it I'm not like oh I'm gonna do this and then I never do it like I just don't do that stuff So no one knew that this was going to happen or anything. So we have this like whole like prayer rally thing. It was right around conference. So it was like some like Wednesday night, like service type thing. And at the end of it, my pastor like comes over to me and he was like, Hey, Kenzie, like, like literally keep in mind, he knew nothing, like nothing at all. And he was like, have you thought about starting a podcast? And I was like, what the heck? Like, it was the weirdest thing of my whole life. And at the time he was like starting about to start his and he's like another company. But I was like, that's so wild. I was like, I actually have a company already, but like, yeah, it was just crazy. So then I signed the contract and here we are today, ladies and gentlemen.
2: One thing that's interesting that you talked on or talked about is the dedication that it takes. You were talking about how you recorded all these episodes. I think one of the biggest hurdles that people find is when they start a podcast that they realize that releasing an episode every week is a lot more challenging than people realize. Yeah. And you went about it the right way by doing a lot of batch recordings, but still, we went through a lot of the batch recordings that you did to a point where there was a time where we were almost out of all of the ones that you had batched. So it's a, it's I think it's a much larger hurdle than people believe.
1: Yeah, even like right now honestly we need to schedule a few more recordings, Taylor actually. Like really bad. Um but it's hard. Normally I'll have between like 4 I think at some point we had like 10 episodes recorded, like pre-recorded. That was like the best the biggest thing that helps you, I feel like. But it really is so difficult to actually have an episode every single week. I mean, we've done it every week and like we will never miss an episode ever, but it is harder than it sounds. Like you're like, oh, one a week, whatever. But then you have to find the guests too. You have to pick the guests. I'm very picky when it comes to guests. I say no to like 95% of people and people reach out to you all the time. And I just like, I'm very picky with guests. And then you have to coordinate with their schedules, which in Los Angeles can sometimes take like two freaking months. It's really hard. Okay, Taylor, and then we met probably last August. It was yes. right it was right before you went to like Germany and I went to Greece.
2: Everything was already done essentially. You had already go- gone through the motions of being onboarded onto Dear Media. I we were just introduced right before essentially more or less nailing down when you would start recording and the release date. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I want to say you were one of the first ones Launched through Deer Media, because I think the previous a lot of the previous podcasts were already established. So I want to say you might have been one of the first podcasts that were essentially born into Deer through Deer Media.
1: Yeah, I think I may have been the first. I feel like we've. I feel like someone has said that before. Or I was. I was one of the very first at that. I feel like now that's more common. But I literally didn't even have a show when I went signed with Deer Media. So yeah, that's so crazy. Also, this marks a year of a lot of Blue Bottle and a lot of Chacha Matcha Nitro Lattes. I have one with me currently. That's my new favorite drink. And also, I always listen, nine times out of ten, to Beyonce Live on the way to the studio because it really just puts me in a good mood. And I can tell if I don't because if I get here and I'm, like, tired and out of it, it's probably because I didn't listen to Beyonce Live in the car on the way here.
2: She gets you pumped up. You know what I'm trying to dig up right now as we're talking? I'm trying to find the original email where we were going over about what the podcast could be called.
1: I found it when we recorded or when we filmed that video on how to, um, like start a podcast. If you guys are interested in more of that, I have a whole video on that. And Taylor and I do like a Q and a portion on it on my like YouTube channel. Um, I don't remember I none of the names were even remotely going to be it I think I kind of I think honestly what happened knowing me is that I knew I was gonna go with I love you so much but I knew you guys would want more options so I gave you a bunch of bad options so that we probably like I was like oh that's the one we're going with that honestly
2: that's that's brilliant
1: it, that's it, so it really
2: mean. is brilliant. I've never thought of that before because
1: then it's like, okay Well, I did try but like I was really set on that and I was also so set on it for branding Because i've had these sweatsuits in mind for over a year taylor and I want those released this year So freaking bad That is why I went with that name for branding purposes and also it has come full circle like it makes sense but yeah, we went through the name we had to do the cover art um there was a bunch of stuff before and then I was I had been recording for probably like six weeks before the podcast even went live because then majority of the episodes that I had recorded at my house I ended up trashing anyways I think we only used like three or four maybe five like maybe the first episode was with Alicia I listened to, like, a few minutes of that today just to, like, really get in the, you know, one-year birthday mood. And then I turned it off because I, like, couldn't listen to it anymore. I hate listening to myself talk, especially, like, from a year ago. That's awful.
2: I think there needs to be a sense of progress. I think it's normal. Going back and listening to whatever, with the first episode of something, regardless if it's a YouTube channel or anything, I think there should be a polarizing difference from where you came from and where you are now. Because if not, I think something's wrong.
1: That's very true. And I think... Uh, the thing with me, though, is that I voice a lot of like thoughts on this podcast. And I feel like especially because I'm so into like learning and reading and like the especially I'm literally in a leadership program like I'm con- I'm learning at like a way more rapid pace than like Normal because I'm in like an intense leadership program. So I g- have grown quicker in like the past year than like ever in my life because I'm in this. So I change my opinions on things and like the way I do things all the time. So the issue with pre recording all these episodes is I'll have an episode that I recorded three months ago and or like we just then like obviously release it and I listen to it and I'm like I don't even agree with that anymore. So I've just learned to not listen to myself anymore. It's not that I'm like voicing opinions and I'm like, oh, this is right or whatever. It's just like an idea. But then I'm like, I don't even agree with that anymore. So, you know, I just have to like not listen. It just it shows growth and progress. And I agree. Like if it sounded the same and if I was the same, I would be a little bit more worried. But that doesn't change the fact that I would never want to listen to myself ever again. Okay, so again, I have a thing of I have a list of things that we've done in the past year. Um, I made friends through this podcast, too. Like, Chrissy is a great friend of mine. I've made a lot of friends with guests. I feel like one of, like, Taylor and I have talked about this before on something, but the cool thing about a podcast is that you have access to people that you wouldn't regularly have access to normally just because, like, you have, like, an, I guess, like, an opening or, like, a way, I don't know, like, a means of communication, whatever. Um, Whether that be, like, a guest or, like, just a listener or whatever, I get stopped all the time now because people hear my voice. One, I talk really loud, but also like people just recognize my voice. And I guess since they listen to it for so long, they're like, oh my gosh, are you Kenzie? Which is funny because like I've had a following on YouTube for forever. And like, obviously I meet people in public for YouTube stuff a lot too. But the podcast listeners, there's just a different connection that you have with people who listen to your podcast because it's like long form. I feel like you, it's just audio. So it's just like you're just listening to them talk. I don't know. I just feel like you have a better connection with them. Also, we've built like the coolest community. You guys are so freaking cool. I talk about the Facebook group all the time, but that's only because it really is so fun. And I also lately, I've been loving the everyone sharing like, relationship advice and problems and whatever. And like this stuff is not like entertaining, but it's like I like actually genuinely learn things from you guys reading that stuff. I don't know. That's just like amazing. Lots of like I feel like there's just been a lot of like cool relationships built and like a really cool community built. So that's been great. Love the whole podcast thing. Alright guys, really quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my latest obsession. You guys know I'm obsessed with all things like health, wellness, fitness. Okay, so if you guys are not aware, Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They offer the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products available for every budget, lifestyle, and geography. I love Thrive Market because it makes eating healthy and really clean very accessible to everyone. So on Thrive Market, you can shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. My personal favorite is the fact that it is shipped to your door. Like That is amazing. It's cheaper, healthy, and shipped to your door. You don't even need to leave your house. Also, there are options that are available for everyone, so every single person will find something that they love on. Thrive Market, they have non-GMO food, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe beauty products, so many things. So I'm constantly like able to try out new things. You guys know that I love the human chocolate bars. Specifically, I really love the dark chocolate like salted caramel. I don't the name is so long, but it's a dark chocolate salted caramel human chocolate bar. Um, those are just really healthy chocolate bars, and they're a little bit pricey if you buy them from like just the normal traditional retail prices. Also, something that's awesome is there really is something for everyone. So whether you are paleo, gluten-free, vegan, keto, you can shop for 90 plus values. So keep in mind, Thrive Market's prices are already 25 to 50% off, but now they're giving you guys an extra 25% off your order plus a free 30-day trial. That is actually crazy and such an amazing deal. So that is thrivemarket.com slash I love you for 25% off your first order, plus a free 30-day trial. Again, thrivemarket.com slash I love you. Guys, check this out. You don't want to miss out on this deal. It is the best thing ever, and I'm obsessed with Thrive Market. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I don't know. In the past year, a lot of really great things. This is the typical great things, high highs and low lows, people. No, but it's been a really great year. I feel like this podcast has been awesome. It's really cool to like document things just in general. But we're going to go through um, about 20-ish episodes, give or take, um, and just kind of talk to them, take a trip down memory lane and go from there. So we're going to start with the first episode, which was with Alicia. This episode, the audio is, um, much worse because it was recorded at my house. It was not recorded in the studio, but this is my very, very first episode ever. It's more, it's like, an, for me, it's kind of an efficiency thing. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm not being efficient and productive. productive. <laughs> this is I, why we bond yeah, over Yeah, like, I go crazy. So then it just, that also, like, leads to burnout all the time. This episode, it's funny because it's about burnout, but, like, I, this is, I know this is something that's been talked about on my show so many times, but, like, I really never, went, like, I. it's just one of those things, like, I totally understand it and I get it, but I feel like it's just talked about so much that I'm just so, like, not over it, but, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just been a thing for so long. And I feel like at least to me, I've heard it so many times and I've talked about it so many times that it's just now is one of those things that I'm like really over. Also, something that I never want to get confused, which I think I don't do a good enough job about is like hustle culture. I actually am very strongly against hustle culture. I'm very for working hard and resting really well. I'm not for like striving and like, dying and hustle culture and being busy for the sake of being busy and whatever i think you should take care of yourself and like obviously work hard and like try your best in everything that you do like don't be lazy by any means but like taylor and i are both anti-hustle culture i'm not into it
2: yeah i agree the whole thing of oh what is it there's always time for something like oh like wake up earlier go to the gym it's all okay to extent but the reality of is you can't always be doing something yeah people it's like oh well if you're, if you're sitting down, you're sleeping, like I'm working, someone's working harder than you. It's like, okay, well, maybe that person's going to, you know, not live very long because maybe they're not sleeping.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, just do the things that are the healthy thing for you to do. You do not need to be doing whatever everyone else is doing. Like, obviously, I know that's so easy to say and everyone says it, but it's just so crazy. The reason that I think I don't do a good enough job about being like, I'm not, Because I am very, like, work hard, do your best in everything that you can do, whatever. I'm a very all-in person, naturally, with anything that I do. Like, I was born very driven. Like, I've been like this my whole life, and I love this. But I've also learned, like, to rest really well and that I can turn off. But I will say, though, like, I feel like I've gotten so much better about this in the past year But like specifically, I think also with Quentin, like he makes me like chill out a lot because we just like hang out and I'm not on my phone. So my point is that when I'm not, when I am resting and like relaxing, I'm not posting. So like, I feel like I need to post more of things around. I'm just relaxing, but it kind of defeats the purpose, but kind of it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm only going to post things when I'm like really like working and whatever. But at the same, like, I'm not going to vlog if I'm just like chilling with my friends at my house or I'm just having like a relaxing day or whatever so like that's why I feel like it maybe comes across like wrong that's something I really want to like get better about Jefferson Bethke actually has a book coming out Um, I think it's called like to hell with the hustle or something like that. He um he's awesome. He came out with these like spoken words like 10 years ago, probably at this point, and they were incredible. Anyways, this book is coming out, and I literally cannot wait to read it because it just talks about rest and like whatever. Anyways, I'm really into that and I think that this the that's the whole reason behind this whole burnout now that you see people are like telling you to work to death and like I think you don't even get your best work out of that. I'm gonna stop talking about this because I can go on about this for for literally forever. I should probably do an entire episode on this, honestly. But anyways, the next episode we're going to talk about is the episode with Chris Clemens. Chris is one of my favorite people. I tell him this when I see him. I love him so much. Actually, I was at Jones on Sunday and he drove by in his brand new Tesla and saw me and called me and I just love him, adore him. And he's the best. We actually talk about education in this one, which is like, I feel like he just made very good points. Are you glad you went?
0: Oh,
2: I'm so I think everybody should go to college. Yes. I just you just grow up like it's yes. such a fu- like to me it's such a fundamental aspect of my life that I hated but I'm so grateful I stuck with mm-hmm. because I think it's so easy to give up and be like well but there's shit in life you're gonna have to do yeah and you're gonna have to complete and it's like that is something that bothers me a lot I don't know if it goes back to the entitlement thing but it's just people are like oh I don't want to do that so I'm not gonna and I'm like oh,
1: sometimes that like, there's
0: things that you have to do
1: Okay, the next episode is with Okay, this is my favorite, like one of my favorite people that I know in LA who I don't get to see that often and like this is the one person like when you think of the friends that you should see more and reach out to more, that's Peyton for me. Freaking love her. She has the blog Hustle and Halcyon, and she's just like the best. She's a Texas girl. She's so funny. Her content is amazing. She's my favorite Instagram like follow. She's just the best. Um and this is when we started the infeed commitment. I haven't dated in a while, but I haven't dated someone that I would want to post yeah. stuff with. Uh-huh. Like I would have to be dating them for a while or be like, I mean, serious. I'm talking about like in feed posts, no way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, story. No, no, no. <laughs> and a story? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in feed is a little too serious. Yeah, <laughs> I will say though that this my my last the last guy I was dating, I had him in sparingly in my stories. Um I know I freaked time, out. One time. I know everyone freaked out. So, Taylor, this really became quite a thing on the podcast.
2: The in feed commitment. Yeah, yeah, it came up somewhat recently, as far as as far back as I want to say two or actually maybe about a month when you first started talking about Quentin, if you think about yeah. it. So it it's it came up very recently.
1: Because we were talking about it and a lot of these episodes are pre-recorded. And so we would talk about MP commitment. I was like, I'll never post a boy, whatever, blah, 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 yada, yada. You know, I always go back on everything, I guess, whatever. Um, But we basically the whole thing of infeed commitment ended up coming back around and we were talking about it. And I remember when it was brought up by like another guest and I was like, like realizing that I was probably going to end up posting with Quentin soon. So it's like kind of funny. Um, But infeed commitment, guys, it's a thing. It's one of the like best. I think one of the better inside jokes in this community. It's on the Facebook group, too. But that's one of my like favorite things. Also, I should have her back on the podcast soon. because She was a great guest.
2: Yeah, you should. I I think you should bring back any of the friends or anybody that you felt a, like a personal connection with or that, you know, personally. It's all they're always good to have back.
1: I love them. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of friends, then we have the gals on the go episode. This weekend overall was so fun. So Danielle and Brooke of Gals on the Go, two of my like greatest friends in... like I mean, we've been friends for years and years and years. I freaking love them. They're just the absolute best. Like, I love them so much. Um, they, at the time, Brooke is now... If you guys... I'm sure you guys listen to them if you listen to this podcast... Brooke is now working and living in Boston. Um, She has like a real job and everything and has graduated college. But last year, they both ended up at UGA, which is like such a cool story, like how they both ended up at the same school. I mean, it's not a cool, it's not really a story, but it's cool that they ended up at the same school and they ended up starting Gals on the Go at that time. And Morgan Yates and I went and visited them at UGA and it was so fun. I love Athens. If any of you guys go to UGA, Oh my gosh, it's so cute. It's so perfect in the fall. I really love that school. Like, it's just, it was beautiful. It was a great weekend. We had so much fun together. And then we recorded an episode and it was just like really great. Okay, guys, I'm here with Brooke and Danielle. Hey, guys! Hi. Just some gals on the go. Gals on the go <laughs> times. I love you so much. Yeah. This is, is the movement. ultimate collab. You know when they do like podcast shows? <gasps> Imagine if we did that together. Did like a podcast tour show thing together? Oh. Collaboration. Like we're all <laughs> like best friends. It's natural to have things in common. Like yeah, that's it's not. So true. Yeah. Like it's that's so true. fine. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then we have Taylor or TK. This began the issue of having too many Taylors in the studio. It kind of got hectic.
2: And it really showed how many Taylors there are. In the I thought I was it was a rare name, but it is anything but a rare name.
1: We have had so many Taylors, guys. Like just so many, it's been an issue. So we've named them all like Taylor like we like our whole my whole friend group literally refers to like Taylor King as TK. Taylor, as Taylor the producer, like there's like certain Taylor names now. Um, This was the first of many with TK. We tell the story of how we became friends, which is like a really cool story. Um, And we just like talk about a bunch of stuff. And she ends up being like, obviously, she's like one of my best friends in the world. So she's on this a ton. Um, And then she ended up starting her podcast, TK's Juicy Podcast pod juicy polls juicy pod um which is like amazing and i love that but yeah she's my favorite person to podcast with we like if i could do a podcast tour with anyone it would be her as a collaboration like that would be so much fun
2: salt and pepper blonde and brunette
1: exactly we literally any like generic cliche best friend quote thing or whatever like how you complete each other whatever it always works oh uh, every single time for us
2: yin and yang
1: pretty much Story time. Story time. Um, once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time in a land far, far, far away called Downtown LA. Um, <laughs> no, so basically, I we had both been living in LA. We moved here the same...
3: The literally month. the same month yeah the yeah. same month so
1: july 2015 mm-hmm. um i kind of went through this like season of my life where i was like very alone <laughs> It's such a church word um no but i was just like in this time period of to- time period of time whatever <laughs> i just didn't feel like i had any friends i actually just didn't have good friends i moved here i knew a ton of people i knew a lot of people and i did have friends i just didn't have the friendships like ride that I or die my ride or die we'll yeah. do anything together
3: we had like a powerhouse night, yeah, and I was volunteering at powerhouse, and I we kind of knew each other in passing, and I knew of her. I don't know if you knew of me, yeah. but I definitely knew well, of you. We had
1: met in like a one minute, table. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: and so anyway, we. Um, I just kind of like walked up to her because I'm not afraid to do that. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like, have you, we, we were supposed to meet for, through a mutual friend, but we didn't. So I just went up to her and I was like, hey, has this person ever talked to you about me? Like, I've been wanting to meet you, of blah, blah, she blah.
1: blah. It, but that's another story. And she had it. So <laughs> then
3: we just hit it off. And literally Kenzie was like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, well, I, I don't know. But which like everyone in LA is plans on a friday night like yeah. everyone's going to catch or like mm-hmm. Grazi's madre it's just how <laughs> all it works and yes. so um, like, we and she's like want to go to maggiano's and i was like yes
1: pasta at the grove so yeah. we went and we like totally hit it off and then we had montel fish on montel fish is one of my favorite artists um obviously now i've spent like time with him and i've gone to like shows i want to say yeah, how many shows have I gone to? Maybe I've only gone to one show. But anyways, I've like seen him multiple times since. He's amazing. He was actually introduced to me through a mutual friend, um, Dylan Wilson, who's amazing. If you guys know Holland, he's not married to Holland. And like, I love... So total side note, Holland's new EP. Maybe it's an album. I think it's an EP. It's like a whole storytelling album. It is so good. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen. Like if I could work on anything in my life, it'd be something similar to that. Um, Really cool. Anyways, Montel came on. He actually was my top played Spotify artist or artist on Spotify last year when he was on the podcast because his music is the best to listen to throughout your house. And like when you're like working, it's just really easy listening and it's just amazing music and he's so talented. And it was just really cool to have him on because I like genuinely am a really big fan of him and he's just the best.
0: 18 is when I really, like 17, 18 is when I really start making music for, for Jesus and like using the gifts that he's given me and kind of not in just like a, a basic Christian way, like you said, just a yeah. straight worship music, but stuff that I believe genuinely God just put in my heart to make and just speaking and flowing like out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So just like the thing that God is starting in my heart, just speaking that forth and and um just kind of seeing him use that has been has been really great recently.
1: Okay, and then we had on Erica. Erica is one of my favorite people ever. I actually was literally with her, like, a few hours ago. Um, We had a conversation over a year ago at this point that i've referenced on this podcast so many times now but it was cool to have her actually on basically like a year and a half ago year ago it's kind of like i was majorly struggling i had a lot on my plate and i just wasn't like taking care of myself or like handling any of it right or like being smart about basically anything and um we had this one coffee date at Blue Bottle and she basically told me everything I needed to hear. And she was just like, you're trying to operate as something that you aren't. And just like everything that she said actually has like majorly shifted my entire life. I think about that conversation at least like once a week, twice a week now. And it's, serious. it's been like a year. So it was great having her on. I love her and I get to learn from her like every day and she's the best. I I think you reinvent yourself in a few ways. Sometimes you're forced to reinvent yourself because something's not working. Like the conversation we had, like nothing in that time was working. You felt like you were like up against a wall. Okay, well reinvent how you do that. Reinvent how you see that. Reinvent how you think about that. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: You reinvent yourself to grow before you have to, which is just evolving into something else. And I think it just takes security
1: in who you already are to examine the areas that you want. Reinvention, it's not reinventing who you are at your core. And so I feel like it takes a lot of security in who you are to decide that you're going to try something new. All right. And then I did a What I've Learned in 2018 episode. I love doing What I've Learned episodes. Um, You guys actually love them. Those are some of my top listened to. You guys really like solo episodes too. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that I learned last year. Um, I feel like overall, though, it was kind of when I was getting out of my like striving phase and like really trying like the hustle, the whole hustle thing Like when I was kind of just like, you know, that's not it. That ain't it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's so weird. It's cool to have these episodes, too, because I can always look back, you know, like what like three years from now, if I like listen to any of this, I'll probably hate it all and turn it off within five minutes. But I have the option, you know?
2: I'll even do you one better. Imagine 30 years from now, and oh, you go back and listen.
1: That's like really crazy. Actually, really wild. It is really like weird too, because I feel like maybe just because I was doing the YouTube thing for forever, it doesn't feel like I've only been doing the podcast for a year, but it also feels like I just started it. Like this is like my baby, but it also has like done very well. So I think that like, because of that, it doesn't feel like it's only a year old to me just because it's like been an addition to like. It's like an overall cohesive like brand type thing. So it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? It feels like I started two weeks ago, but it feels like I've had it for forever, you know?
2: Of course, time flies when you're having fun.
1: Exactly. The first lesson that I learned, I don't really know how to wrap this up without explaining it. So I don't really have like a nice title slide for this one, you know? But... It's the whole thing like where there's new wine there's new power so there's a story and it talks about how when you have like a new wine bag it can't hold the old wine anymore like the cloth in the old wine bag won't work for the new wine and if you reuse it you and you put your old you put your new wine in the old wine bag you risk bursting it so like similarly as we grow we don't need to keep using old wine bags like the things that you did in like maybe that the last season of your life are not really the things that you necessarily need to be doing now. That can even be good or bad. Like, that can be a good habit, a bad habit. But I think so often we are trying to, like, fit things in our life, like maybe people or relationships or, like, things that we were doing then or habits or routines into, uh, like, a new time in our life when it's just not meant to be. Then one of your favorite guests came on dom dominique roberts one of my best friends this is the first episode her and tk i believe are tied for the most episodes now um this is the first thing that she came on to record and i think this is like before we were even like bffs kind of maybe we already were i don't really remember um but she's literally the best and she's so funny you know what We talk about, this is a huge lesson that I learned that you can be mature in different ways. Like you can be emotionally mature or like uh, you can be mature in different aspects of your life. And that was a really big wake up call to me last year when I was in a certain situation with a person. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're very like, let's say you're like spiritually mature, but you're like emotionally a toddler type thing and how detrimental that is. And Dom and I at the very end of this episode go off
0: always i want all my relationships no matter struggling or not my side of the bridge always built up so you can you can come across and we can be mended and that's that because i think there's nothing worse for me i love people than having conflicts with people the worst broken relationships you get this you love we love our friends so much we're it's the worst.
1: It is the worst. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So
1: it goes back to emotional maturity. This is something I've not thought of more in my life than the past week. Like it, it's not an excuse to stay in things that are like unhealthy and like treating you poorly, whatever. Like that's not what we're saying at the end of the day. Like you're hurting yourself more by holding on to the bitterness yes. and holding on to the unforgiveness. Yeah. Like if you just handle yourself, take care of yourself, it doesn't mean that they have to be your very best friend. So that was great. And since then, Dom has come on multiple times and even hosted with me at The Grove. So that was incredible. Um, also, the next one that I want to talk about is I did an episode that was more practical on how to improve your life. So I talk about like so often about how things were like really bad at one point and they got really good um, for like a very, very, very condensed um, part of the episode But, um, the episode is called how to improve your life. And so I felt like I had referenced that so many times, but I gave like a very practical, um, like a whole episode on how I made my life better and like what I changed and the things I stopped doing, the things I started doing. And yeah, I just feel like that episode overall was like, good because I talked about it so many times but I wasn't giving like practical advice and like it's nice to like hear things that are like motivating and whatever but like if there's nothing practical behind it like there's like no weight to your words type of thing so yeah I, I was talking about this in a vlog and it was like, I get so emotional about this all the time because I'm like, I am so grateful and so fulfilled with the people who are in my life. And it's not like, like right now I'm going through a much harder time than I went would have ever went through like a year and a half ago. But I feel so much better because of who I'm around and who I'm with and what I'm doing. And I just feel so fulfilled with my friendships like right now, especially like more than I ever have in my entire life. So like I know what it feels like to like move somewhere or to just be wherever you are and just feel like very disconnected and very unfulfilled. And like I, lonely, I guess. Like, I know what that feels like. So, I think that's why I like get emotional and talk about it all the time because, like, I know what it feels like to be in that place. Oh my gosh, Taylor. And then we had Sav on. Dude, this was the day that Sav and I brought Taylor Chick fil A for the first time. If you guys follow me on Instagram, it was on my Instagram stories.
2: Uh, now yeah that was what what was her statement she said it she's welcome to the world of being was it was like a big deal something of that nature something
1: like that yes yes and the
2: chick-fil-a was amazing by the way also
1: yeah it was chick-fil-a it was amazing we talked about craigslist cheaters on here sav and i at the time were both single and we were like catching up and like filling each other in because we got really close like very quickly and we were filling each other in on like the past like past boys in our life and just whatever like being dumb girls and one day we like made a list of like ex-boyfriends essentially well she only she did it because we didn't get to mine and she writes this down but like it's so like stupid we're like you would think we're in middle school but we were just in one of those moods and she writes down someone as like craigslist cheater and then that coined this whole craigslist cheater term and then we take it to the podcast
2: how is she doing by the way
1: She's doing great. I actually was just texting her. Um, she's amazing. I'm going to see her in a few short days. She we, like she's graduated from our program. So people keep commenting and asking where she is in the vlogs because she was like a big part of the College Week of My Life vlogs. But she has since graduated. And yeah, she's killing it. She's working here in L.A. Love her normal people that I know who have never watched YouTube like at least people did never. in high school ever she never watched YouTube so Mm-mm. she doesn't understand it she was so heavily in the dance world but like stop nine times out of ten people watch YouTube like it's very abnormal that you actually no. don't know anything I literally know nothing nothing so nothing about YouTube I don't no. know who YouTubers she are, like, like, like didn't realize that it was like a real thing until we became like close friends and I think people started like following but you even before that like when me and Kenzie first became friends I'm like oh cool Ken's or like even before we were friends I was like oh yeah that's Kinsey, like, cool, whatever. Yeah, well, also, like... If you know, I mean, I am like a normal person. That's something. Like, It's not like it's like this crazy thing. And then TK and I did another episode on what to do when you don't know what to do. So I went through my, I feel like this happens to everyone, like junior, senior year of college. You have like your quarter life crisis. You have no idea what you're doing. It was just a big mess. And I was like having my breakdown and Taylor is older than me and she graduated like before me, she's already graduated. And I remember when she was going through this, I was like, Taylor, like why? are you even worried? You're going to be so fine. Like, I really didn't understand why she was worried because like, I know her so well and she's so talented and the best and amazing. And like, obviously she's going to do like great things. But I remember being like, I don't know why she feels this way. It's so weird. Like it's Taylor. And then I get to that point and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having a mental breakdown. And so I wish that honestly that we had recorded the actual conversation that we had because we ended up recording this episode a few weeks after but, um, I mean, it was still great nonetheless. And, yeah, I just, like, talk about a bunch of things and being unsure and, like, confidence and the future and whatever. Kenzie and I have this thing. Like, we're so close that when we
3: hang out, it's like we're talking about, like, real deep stuff yeah. instead of, like, oh, my God, like, it's nice outside. Yeah, um, for sure. So she was just, like, really going in on how she felt. And, you know, before we know it, like, I was the therapist a little bit. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was just – it was honestly really – it made me feel good that, like, for 1 second i wasn't the only one that was like yeah. maybe insecure about some things or it was like cool to hear kenzie like struggling with something just because she's so <laughs> like yeah. she's so good at what she does and um it she is. she always is on her a game so it was like kind of cool to see her like not freaking out like not knowing what to do Yeah. Like for me, it was like kind of like, oh, my gosh, like I can't believe like I get to help you right now.
1: That's like a big reason why I wanted to do this episode, too, because I feel like people a lot of people will say that about me or think that about me. And I'm like, I still have like I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So then we had the episode with the boys. We did another like things I've been learning episode. That one's actually very valuable. But the point that I'm going to bring from this is the big brother drama. Taylor, do you remember this? Oh, of course I do. Oh, my gosh. The best part about this, if you guys don't know, I asked them on the episode. um, Maybe I somehow Big Brother got brought up, I think, in Hot Seat or something. I don't really know. Um, And then it became this whole thing. Like that night we went to my house and we're watching Big Brother. They get in this huge argument, like Quentin's in this, get in this huge argument on who would win Big Brother. I take it way too seriously. And now it's this whole thing. And it just became this really really unnecessary thing but it it started on the podcast guys it, it it really blew up
2: it's true that it shows or it adds validity to the concept is if you kind of ignore something and let it go away it won't exist but if you really put energy into something it will really be materialize and become like much bigger yeah it became I mean it was it went on for a while
1: it did it was ever even at school the next day like in class they were like arguing about this and I even Taylor made the funniest like instagram story promo for it like it was so funny of like what was it like their player cards
2: yeah it was it was the street i took the sound from the street fighter the video arcade (laughs) of like selecting the player and like when it goes like fight and added like the 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 sound of what it would be if of two of the characters like punching each other
1: Oh my gosh. It was so funny. And then I edited all of my Instagram stories and I made them into a video and I put it in the secret Facebook group and all of you guys were dying because it was just so funny. So I loved that episode. I always love the episodes with like my best friends. I feel like those are just like some of the best ones because we also like I really know them and I really know what to talk about, you know, so it's good.
0: Round one. Fight. Yeah.
2: I'm a reality guy. I go either Survivor
0: or Big Brother. Yeah. Big Brother, that's a great show. You know what? I, I didn't, didn't know, know Ryan. Fun fact about Ryan that I just learned over the weekend at Big Bear: Ryan is actually a self-proclaimed super fan. Yeah. <laughs> Big. Big brother uh, what was your favorite
1: this season? This
2: is right. Uh, Dan, when Dan came around and won for the second time, I was in awe. This past Celebrity Big Brother was good, but uh, the the season with Dan and Ariana uh, Grande's brother Frankie, Frankie and. Mm. Uh, the guy
0: from Florida, uh, I can't think of his name, but that was a great season. Maybe I know him. You know, it's like from Florida. Yeah, like probably. He probably his also name. wears Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, but we need to, like, as a, you know, group of friends, we need to pick out, like, a reality show that we're, like, overly into. Right. That's true. You know? We Like, don't as have if we need more things to fight about, right. but, like, you know, I think that right. could be I fun. feel
0: like that would really solidify the friend group.
1: I agree. That's what we need. This is our last step. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're back at it with another Dom episode. We have the come correct or not at all. Dating non-negotiables. That is literally what we named it. Come correct or not at all. In this episode, Dom and I basically listed off, well, this episode was really organically, it really came about in a very organic way. Um, I was being, no, I wasn't being an idiot, but I was just like, we are both over a bunch of things whatever and dom and i got coffee one morning and she was like kenzie like this is so not happening anymore and in, in every area of my life in her like of everyone's life basically no in every area of my life i feel like i um had it not more to i definitely had it more together but i had like a very clear vision of what i wanted and i feel like relationally there was a lot more issues i actually talked about this in an episode coming up but Um, something that lauren actually said on the skinny confidential and she was talking about it and was like um Talking about I don't even remember which episode this was but she said something on the lines of She grew up in a very chaotic chaotic household and because of that that's why she's so routined And like very structured and whatever and I feel like that's for sure true for me but more than that she said I grew up and I had control of everything, but then like relationally, it was really hard for me to accept something healthy. So anyways, I've made a lot of really big realizations about myself on this podcast and through this podcast and whatever. So Dom and I made a list of like things that we have to have in like a dating relationship, like very, very, very specific. And then we named it Come Correct or Not at All. And she completely credits this episode and herself to like me and Quentin ending up dating, which that did happen a few months later. But the episode is really great.
0: I'm talking about humility here, people. (laughs) But besides, above all of that, at, at their core, no job for them is too small or too big. I need them to be able to do something like, mopping the floor, but if they're also given this crazy big opportunity where maybe they're not 100% qualified for it, but they're willing to take that leap of like, I'm going to learn, I'm going to try, I'm going to adjust, I'm going to do the best I can. The security and what it takes to do not only the smallest job, but the biggest job shows what kind of person they are. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about that. I was like, because maybe they're down to do all the small things, but what about the big things? You don't want someone who's too scared to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> risk it for the biscuit people. Like Or vice
1: versa, like you don't want someone who's too big to do the small things, you know? I I do you have room for that in your life? I honestly, no. I'm I, looking again at my Google calendar and it's pretty full. No room. No room. Zero room. None. The next episode, um, the Passion Planner CEO came on. She's the best. We actually went to San Diego to record this. So it was also my first recording, um, not in the studio, like where I had to go somewhere. How do you think I did, Taylor?
2: You did great. And I was, that is, you went down to San Diego, where I'm from, and it was the first on the road podcast. So it shows that it's, you can go on the road and still get good sounding audio.
1: Yeah, I was really worried about the like technical parts of it, but it was pretty easy I feel like I could have done a lot better for that episode. Just a lot was going on But I feel like it was still a really great episode Um, it also was very full circle because if you guys have followed me for like the past four years You guys would know that I was like literally the biggest passion planner fan ever. I was so obsessed with it So clearly i'm a really big passion planner fan and this was really fun And it was my first on the road recording and I really enjoyed it. It was a good time Okay. So yeah, I'm like Passion Planner's number one fan. No, I don't even know if you know this. My, you guys sent my entire program Passion Planners. Like we like really are really, really in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I started using Passion Planner when I just, it was literally like I had just moved to LA. I was staying with my cousin waiting to move into my apartment. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had ordered it and mailed it to his place because I didn't want to wait another week. Uh Cause I saw, I think I seen it on YouTube somewhere. I don't know. And then, yeah, it was like when people would do on Twitter, the starter packs. Oh, yeah. Would, uh-huh. Every single time I would have Passion Planner. I'm like, at one point, my bio literally said, like, it's taking my dog on a walk in Passion Planning or something like it was really something else. The next episode um, that I'm going to talk about was the Ali Webb web. What a episode? The Ali Webb <laughs> episode. Uh, I've been quoting for a bit, guys. This one was cool. Ali was like a guest that I'd always wanted to have on. I realized this after the fact, but I actually think that the first episode I'd ever listened to of The Skinny Confidential was with Ali Webb. I think that's why I listened to their podcast was because Ali Webb was on it. I was in Chicago. I remember listening to it because. Danielle and I, whenever we would travel and stuff for work, we would always like Danielle's the biggest dry bar person I know. And so we would always book blowouts. So we all loved Ali and whatever. Like we were a really big fan of dry bar as I've established on this podcast. Um, and so I listened to an episode with Ali, which was the Skinny Confidential, which is ultimately how I ended up finding out about Dear Media. So here we are, people.
4: We all three would always bounce ideas off each other. But as we started hiring people and, you know, I was, you know, now the boss of people that was growing and growing, I think, and this was definitely something that took time, but I think I, you know, I I learned that I had to allow people to have an opinion. And I had to allow people to like, feel comfortable saying, Hey, I don't agree with you, Allie, let's try this. Because, yeah. you know, there's so many situations where, you're, you know, there's a boss and you're so scared of that boss and and you might revere them and think they're like very smart and they have great ideas. And like, I think I'm like pretty smart. And I had, you know, a good idea with dry bar, but that doesn't mean I know everything. And, you know, I've, t- I've talked about it so many times that, you know, I think, it's really important to bring in people to work for you who are potentially smarter than you or know things that you you don't don't or or have experience. Yeah. Or have experience in things that you don't. And I, I I say it all the time. And after I say it, I always feel like this sounds weird, but I don't think I'm usually the smartest person in the room. I mean, even when, especially when we've had like our board meetings with these like guys who have graduated from like the best schools in the country. And I'm like, Hey, have a beauty school license over here. But I had this really great idea yeah. and I had a very clear vision and how of how I wanted to execute it. And that is my strength, you know, and and what they do is complement that strength. And they know a lot about things that I don't know.
1: Oh, my gosh. And then, oh, wait, no, we have the episode with my mom. So cute. I really want to do an episode with my mom and my sister together. I feel like it'll be better. I also should have prepped my mom more. Like, I realized after the fact, I was like, so like she kept asking what we we're going to talk about. And then after it, she's like, I wish you would have just told me because I have so many stories that I'm thinking of now, but I couldn't think of on the spot. So that was my bad, but it was really great recording with my mom. I really want to record with my dad um, when he comes because he's also great. My whole family is great. But that was a really cute episode.
2: On that episode, doesn't your mom, either you, I think you or or her reference her as a a MILF. Is that correct? Oh,
1: my gosh. Yes. So my mom is like very, very, very pretty. And the basically my hometown, I mean, it is kind of messed up. Like everyone's like, oh, she's a MILF, whatever. But it makes her so uncomfortable. So it's like kind of funny because she's just like, I don't know. She's very like, I don't feel like she really takes compliments that well overall. Nothing that that's necessarily called, whatever. I don't know. It's just like an inside joke with our mom that we have and she doesn't like it, but like it's funny. So yeah, she's a MILF guys. That's what that is. No, I love it. I'm so proud of you. You, your work ethic is like off the charts, crazy. And it's so funny. Like
4: even when I run into like old clients and people I haven't seen forever, they're all, how is your daughter?
1: How is, you know, His mom was a vi- big Facebook mom, big Facebook mom over here. Really big one. <laughs> oh. So you would say, yeah. like, out of your three children, I'm your favorite. I don't have favorites. That's not true. You literally tell I Cody love... he's your favorite. Oh, well, yeah. When we vacation, we do joke. I always have a favorite kid of the day. Taylor. And then we did 73 questions.
2: That was a great episode.
1: That was a really good episode. What was your favorite part of it? Do you remember?
2: I just liked the whole thing. The reason being is not because I'm on the whole episode.
1: <laughs> he's like the parts where I talked,
2: I think. <laughs> because the, I think the conversation flew very naturally. And that it, I thought it was funny how some of the questions that You had answered previously had kind of answered some of the other ones just naturally. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun scripted in the sense of we knew what the questions were, but unscripted because where it went was entertaining.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was really fun. And I don't know. That was a really good episode. I always joke. I'm like, if Taylor ever left my show, I would literally die and cry and like scream. So I've made that very clear. Um, and I feel like any time, any chance that I need to make it clear, I just like make it more clear, you know, even before this episode, I said something. So here we are people.
2: Don't worry. I'm still here. <laughs> oh, so, I, I, I kid you not. This is <laughs> so coincidental because I, I did. I wasn't looking down at the next question. The next question is favorite juicy couture item you own
1: my tracksuit. I'm going to have to say tracksuit or I have this shirt that juicy sent me actually. And it says like it's like a Juicy guitar girl kind of thing, like something. And it says like howdy or something on it. And it's very cowboy Western. So that's like basically me combined with Juicy. It was really cute. And I never wear it because I don't want to mess it up because it's white and I ruin everything. But I've it's just amazing. I love it.
2: Send her more stuff, Juicy. Yeah, Juicy,
1: please. I love you.
2: If you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Okay, at this point, I feel like I have to say juicy tracksuit because I really don't, like, I mean, I couldn't wear that everywhere realistically, but let's pretend that I'm a Sims character. That would be my outfit, you know? So we're just going to go with that.
2: Let's call it Kenzie Avatar. Yeah. And this Kenzie Avatar wears, she's got her favorite staple pair of shoes, a Juicy Couture suit that she wears everywhere.
1: Exactly. And hoops and my hair is tied back. There we
2: go. See, she's looking good. There we go. Looking good, feeling good.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Then we just did what we learned this summer we had Nico, Dom and Quentin back on and they'd all been on the podcast before. And that was a great episode too. It was my first round table. Round are a lot harder than I thought because I don't want to like talk over people. But then it's like, You don't want to not talk. I don't know. It's like, I I don't know. It was like a little bit more difficult to record than I thought it was going to be. But it was really great. And that episode, like my friends are just very wise and they have a lot of great things to say. So that's why I hang out with them because I can like learn things. (laughs) But it was a really good episode.
2: All your friends are like philosophers.
1: Basically, yeah. It's because we're all into the same thing and we all it also it really is because majority of us are friends through our program so like we are learning the same things and just really into that but they all are just like i don't know i feel like they're just overall pretty wise you know
2: i wonder if they go around and they're like okay or if they know i'm infinitely quotable if they say that and they're like i know i know i am
1: i think quinton probably tries to be like <laughs> more so with like his dad jokes and puns um But yeah, Dom today, Dom, if you guys, I don't even know if this is going to make sense to you guys, but Dom has like big curly hair. When I first met her, it was like she had a shaved head and it was bright green. Like she's just like so fun, so cool, whatever. She shows up to class this morning and she has her hair like slicked back with a bun, like a typical like L.A. girl like me. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Very out of character for her. But yeah, I feel like they all pretty much know that. But like secretly, you know,
0: I think who is it? Pastor Christine Kane says, like, if the light that's shining on you is brighter than the light that's shining in you then the light that's shining on you will destroy you. And so it's like when I'm in this place of like obscurity, it's literally it's it's exciting because I've got no pressure, but it's it's only me versus myself. I only have to impress myself. Yeah. Which is great because it's like success is literally when hard work and opportunity meet. But if you get an opportunity and you haven't put in that hard work before,
1: you're not going to find success. And then last week, the episode that just went up was with my little sister. Love Maddie. Love that girl. Um, she's really, she's really just something, honestly. That's how I would describe her. Um, my sister and I are like so opposite, but like obviously we're sisters, so we're like kind of the same. So she's just the best.
2: It was funny because I don't remember if this was if if this was in the episode or right before. But as you record, you're recording like, can you get off your phone? And she's like, Yeah, fine. There's this kind of like civil or not civil sibling, sibling rival, rivalry about kind of like being on the phone.
1: Yeah, no, that's very her. There's just something, you know, we're sisters. It's just how it goes. Yeah. So I was like, Mom, what do I say? Like, this is what he said. I don't know any of these words. And then like we were in a rush to like start the podcast, so she like texted me like the exact words on like what no, to like, say. No, like she's straight up on the phone <laughs> as I'm trying to record this episode. I'm like, Get off your phone. Yeah. So my mom like sent me what to say and I, I really copied and pasted it. (laughs) I really hope this works out for you, but it's not Taylor. What was your like favorite? What's your favorite episode and favorite memory of the podcast in the past year? These are our our last questions.
2: Oh damn. Okay. That's a good question. Okay. I would say one of my one of my favorite like laugh out loud moments I would say was when the first time Sky was on and she was telling the story about her, her dad, dad
1: in Soul Cycle yeah
2: in Soul Cycle <laughs> working out and like go Sky go Sky it was just told in a very creative way and it was funny so I always thought that, that was interesting and then I would say the roundtables I, I liked especially with the one that you referenced about the fight having yeah. to do with the the Big Brother yeah uh, I always liked Taylor coming on and Dom the, the reason being is I think it's always really good to be able to kind of have them come back and develop as characters. Yeah. I think it's interesting, especially as like a listener too, I think from a listener's standpoint, it tells more about you as time goes on because you tell, they learn obviously about you through the stories that you tell, but it's interesting to hear friends tell stories and they get to know more about you. So I think collectively, that's the most interesting thing for me working on the show.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I like that too, because I. it really does feel like this is a show and it does feel like there's like almost like a cast behind it because there are like, Dom, Taylor, Quentin. Like, there's a solid, like, probably five people. More than that, actually, who are, like, kind of, like, reoccurring. That's cool. Like, I like that about the show.
2: You want to become something greater than what it is on paper. Because, you know, you're adding, I don't want to say third dimension, but you're adding another element to it beyond just the audio. And that's why I think the, like, you're always talking about the secret Facebook group. And I think that that exists and thrives so much because people like to be, interactive with what it is that they feel like they're participating in
1: yeah for sure there's like a community aspect to it well guys happy birthday to i love you so much this has been a great year can't wait for more it's been the best love you guys so much you are amazing thank you for listening taylor do you have any parting words
2: it's maybe the end of one year but the next year coming up, we are going to have an amazing show. So stick around for a whole nother year. And then in a year, we'll redo the same thing. Yeah. We'll reflect again.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. Then it'll turn two. Um, I'm going to be really obnoxious, Taylor. And this weekend, we're getting like Susie Cakes. Um, I See, I would have brought it into the studio and done that, but it just didn't work out scheduling wise. Um, and we're going to do like a one year little celebration thing. But basically, I really just wanted Susie Cakes. The celebration cake is the best cake I've ever had in my whole life. Um So I can take some cute pictures and post on Instagram. That's basically why we're doing that, which is really annoying. But then I invited some friends over so that I felt less annoying and they can have cake, you know, but love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. I want to hear your favorite memory from the podcast in the past year and the secret Facebook group or on the Instagram. Just message me somewhere. I want to see them and hear them and I'm really excited, but I love you guys so much. Thanks for making this past year amazing and I will talk to you guys next week.